0: Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day which you've given to us. Thank you that you gather us together by your Holy Spirit. And I pray that uh, through your word, through the power of your spirit, working through the word uh, today, uh, that you would transform us, transform us into your likeness, into your image, uh, transform us to be people who align uh, the purpose of our lives with the purpose uh, which you have given to us in your word. And I pray, Lord, that we would be motivated to go Uh, motivated to go as your witnesses uh, into this world. Uh, Show us, Heavenly Father, uh, that the the fields are white unto harvest. And Lord, I pray that you would send laborers into this harvest field of this community and into the harvest field of of, uh, the unreached parts of this world. Use our church, Heavenly Father, to make an impact here and around the world. Uh, So, Lord, we need you. We need your spirit today. Uh, Give us uh, eyes so that we can see. Give us ears that hear, not just to hear, but to truly hear, to hear with our hearts. And, Lord, may this message then be lived out uh, through our lives and into this world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I have, uh, last week I gave to each and every person who was here a card, and that card is to be used to invite people to come to Maple Park Church. And so I encourage you to use those cards, but we also have a tool uh, for you to use which is specific for this time of year, uh, for Christmas. And these are cards that I've had printed, and these are invitations uh, for you to give to other people to come to Maple Park, specifically to promote our Christmas concert on Sunday, December 22nd, and our Christmas Eve candlelight service Service on Christmas Eve at 10 p.m. So this is a tool for you to take and to invite somebody to come and to be a part of our church uh, here uh, during the holiday season. This is something you could probably give out with the invitation, uh, little business card, uh, and along with that, you can give them an invitation to specific things that are happening here at Maple Park uh, f- uh, during this Christmas season. So these cards are available at the Information Center. Please take some. And use them be inviting uh, your friends, uh, your neighbors and your coworkers to come and to be a part of our church here. But what is going to motivate us? What will motivate us to be a church that values invitation, that values reaching people with the gospel. What is our motivation in mission and ministry? here. I want to give you the example of the balloon. If I inflate a balloon with my own breath, it takes effort to keep it up. It takes effort to keep it up. If you take a a balloon and you fill it with helium, it takes effort to keep it down. You actually have to work to keep the balloon from flying away. If you have kids, you know know the, the great disappointment of having a little kid lose the helium balloon and it just flies away. How many of you have had your kids in tears with that? So the balloon that's filled with my own breath, it takes effort. We have to keep it up. But filled with helium... Helium, it takes zero effort to keep it up. It actually takes effort to keep it down. So our efforts in ministry, our efforts in mission as a church is is like our, our own breath, filled with our own ability. We can't accomplish the mission that Jesus has given us to do. We just can't do it. But filled with the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, moved by him we can complete that mission which Christ has given us to do. We cannot do it in our own strength and with our own effort. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've tried to motivate people to move into mission. But too often I've used my own breath to try to motivate people to do the work which Christ has called us to do in bringing the gospel to the world. In the book Gaining by Losing Why the Future Belongs to Churches That Send, J.D. Greer wrote the following. Each week, the pastor yells something at the congregation like, Be more generous, give more money. So that week, they put their lunch money in the offering. The next week, the pastor yells something like, Witness to your friends. And they spend the week awkwardly trying to find a way to work the four spiritual laws into a conversation. Then the pastor yells something like, volunteer at church. And so they sign up for the nursery. Each time, the pastor trying to keep the church motivated, the church going, it's like trying to keep that balloon filled with the air of men going. They may hover for a few seconds in the air of obedience only to sag back down into the lethargy of convenience. Next week they keep their money and then their service at the nursery lasts only until the first blowout diaper. I can't keep you motivated. I can't keep you living in obedience to the Great Commission. I can't do it. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's the work that the Holy Spirit has promised to do through his word. The answer to motivation, motivation within the church comes from a power that is outside of ourselves. It comes from God himself, the promised Holy Spirit, who indwells and fills his church. So today we go to our reading from Acts, chapter one, verses six through 11. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time, restore the kingdom of Israel. See, they didn't understand. They they knew from the Old Testament that there was a kingdom that was coming, that a king would rule. But they didn't understand the nature of the kingdom. You see, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, I would have told you. His kingdom is us working in obedience, working in obedience filled with the Holy Spirit to grow his kingdom through the preaching of the gospel. So verse six or seven, he said to them, it's it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority, verse eight, but you will receive power power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And why? Why does the Holy Spirit come? And you will be my witnesses. Witnesses. We cannot separate the infilling of the Holy Spirit from the mission of the church. The Holy Spirit was given for the mission of the church to proclaim the gospel throughout the world. And you will be my witnesses. Witnesses to what? Well, witnesses to the reality of Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and his soon return. So you'll be my witnesses. Where? Where you're living right now in Jerusalem. Your neighborhood, your city. In Jerusalem. But also in all of Judea, so the surrounding uh, geographical area, and then, and then further out into Samaria, and then where? To the ends of the earth. We cannot accomplish the mission which Christ has given to us without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, a disciple can only accomplish what she's able to do in her own strength. Without the Holy Spirit, a disciple can only accomplish what he's able to do in his own strength. God wants us to go. He's called us to gather, together, to be transformed by the preaching of the word, filled with the spirit, and going as witnesses, as faithful disciples. But we cannot do it in our own strength. Last week, I said something unbiblical in my sermon, and I need to apologize. Well, here's an FYI. Don't believe everything I say. <laughs> Don't believe everything I say. Be like the Bereans. You see, the Bible says the Bereans were of more noble character because after the apostles preached, they went home. And they searched the scriptures to see if what the apostles was teaching was true. So last week, I said something unbiblical in my sermon. Last week, I said, I said this. I believe, I believe that we can personally invite 1,000 people to Maple Park Church in one year. Did you catch it? I believe we can. I believe we can accomplish the mission. So that that was wrong for me to say. For me to say that I think that we are able to do something is unbiblical. If we are able, and I think that we are able to give 1,000 personal invitations in one year, that's not God's plan because God wants us to do more than we are able We should never set goals for our church, which we are able to fulfill in our own strength. We should only set goals for our ministry that only God can fulfill. That only through his power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able, not uh, through his power, through him alone, That God can fulfill. That's the key. Not us, but God. So scratch out the idea of 1,000 personal invitations to Maple Park in one year. And let's focus on what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish through us. Let's be surprised by the work of the Holy Spirit through the ministry of Maple Park. Let's anticipate his program. Not my program. Not your program. But his program for our church. But well, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So ask Ask God to fill us. Ask Him to fill us. See, Jesus in Luke 11:13 says this: "If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? He wants to fill us with His Spirit. He wants us to be empowered by His Spirit. He wants us to accomplish the mission that only He really can do and accomplish. You see, Jesus doesn't want a pastor to fill the people with his own hot air. We won't go anywhere if you're dependent upon me. Jesus wants a people filled with the Holy Spirit, motivated to go in mission. So I ask the question then, how? How are we filled with the Holy Spirit? We ask him to fill us. We ask him, Lord Jesus, send your spirit to fill me and to empower me. And then we are also filled through the ordinary ministry of the church. You see, there is extraordinary power given through the ordinary ministry of the word. The word of God is primary. The word of God is primary. Never separate the work of the Holy Spirit from the word of God. As soon as we separate the work of the Holy Spirit from the word of God, we end up in a very bad place. We end up with false doctrine and heresy. A lot of people can get up and say, well, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say this, but it has nothing to do with the truth of the word of God. The Holy Spirit fills us and empowers us when we are in the word of God. See, when we're in the word, the Holy Spirit does a work in us. He transforms us. He transforms us from the inside out. His program becomes my program and your program. His desires become my desire and and your desire. We need to be filled with the word because the Holy Spirit uses the word. And through the word, we are empowered by the spirit to go and to share that very word of the gospel with the world. You don't have the Holy Spirit apart from the word. You can't be filled with the spirit apart from the word. You need the word. You need his word in your heart and in your life. So how are we going to impact the world like the disciples did in the book of Acts? We need to be in the word of God, hearing it preached, studying it, reading it, praying it, memorizing it, and believing it. Believing it is the very word that it is, the word of God. Why is the word powerful to us? It's powerful to us because the word of God reveals Jesus, Jesus. Reveals Jesus, and that's really the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit wants to put the spotlight on Jesus. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict us of sin and to bring us to Jesus so that we would know Jesus who lived and died and rose again and who ascended to the right hand of God the Father Almighty to send us the Holy Spirit, Jesus, who is coming again. Word is powerful because the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us in the Word. Through the Word, Jesus enters our lives. Has Jesus entered into your heart? Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe that He died for you, that He rose for you, that He's present now? Wanting to enter in? Do you believe that? If you do believe that, you've experienced the work of Jesus in your heart. And now you've been called to, to give witness to that reality to the world. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Witnesses to what? To the reality of Jesus. In Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. Samaria to the ends of the earth. Be filled with the word, be filled with the spirit. Don't let anything distract you. Don't be preoccupied by anything. Keep your hand on the plow. Keep watching him. Live the mission which you've been called to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I don't have enough hot air, church. I don't have enough hot air to keep you up, to keep you moving, to keep you going. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's why I get on my knees and I say, Lord, this church is your church. This mission is your mission. This is something that only you can accomplish. We cannot witness about Jesus unless we have been filled and empowered. And Jesus changes everything. He changes everything because he's real. He's alive. Do you believe that he's alive? He is alive and he is active. He is real. And he has entered into our lives. He has given us faith to trust him. He has filled us with the spirit. Why? Well, because he loves you. He loves you. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I love you, and I am sending my Holy Spirit for you. He loves you. Have you heard that lately? Have you heard that you are loved, that you are loved unconditionally? It's not a love that's based upon your performance. It's not a love that's based upon how good or how obedient you've been. It is a love that is completely unconditional. Even while we were still sinners... He died for us. He loved us so much that he was willing to go to the cross to die for us. Jesus loves you. He proved that love by dying for you. He went to the cross. There he shed his blood. And it's through the shedding of his blood that we have the forgiveness of sins. Without the cross, there would be no forgiveness. Do you believe that he died for you? that his precious blood was spilt for you to wash away your sins, he loves you. He died for you. His blood washes you clean. And he rose from death for you, alive, present with you today, alive to offer to you the benefits every benefit that he won for you in his life and death. And then he sent the Holy Spirit for you. Didn't leave us as orphans, but sent us the Spirit. And I pray that that we would truly believe this. I pray that the Holy Spirit would cause us to trust this reality to the extent that we would be moved by that very Spirit to go To go and to tell a world that is lost to tell a world that is dying a world that has no hope let us pray together Heavenly Father I ask now in your mighty and precious name that you would fill this congregation with your Holy Spirit fill us Heavenly Father with power Power that is not of our own, power that comes from you, power that moves us, power that sends us. Lord, may your plan and your program and your will for our church be fulfilled. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.